0: It's time now for a pond further review with your host, Josh Dorman, here on WJQS The Fan.
1: Welcome in. It's Monday night, July fifth, and uh, I feel like uh, feel like a stranger here in the studio, Bill. It's uh,
0: you are a stranger. It's in the it's been
1: a little while. Yeah, I, I was in Dallas for a week, and uh, between uh, Mississippi State baseball, Memorial Day. Um, gosh, man, it's uh, in fact the last show that I was here. Uh, Randy was here uh, with us. That was the last show. Oh, wow. Uh, I've been in Dallas and and San Antonio. And I want to say a special thank you to Brian Eubank for filling in on the 21st. Uh, And then Mississippi State Baseball uh, took over there for a couple weeks. And, man, should they not have. That was uh, a phenomenal, phenomenal run for them. Uh, You are listening to Upon Further Review, whether you are on the road uh, traveling back uh, from 4th of July Festivities. Uh, we want to tell you to be safe. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, if you're a regular listener, we appreciate you being with us as well. Um, it is great to be back with you. And it's great to be back with you on July 5th, the day after our Independence Day. Uh, and uh, just want to say how, how grateful we are to all of the men and women who serve in our uh, armed forces. And uh, we, we show respect and honor to you. And uh, we are thankful for all of those who have served our country and are currently serving and uh, that we love our country, and uh, we love Mississippi, and so we're thankful uh, for all the blessings that we have, and we know that there's a lot of sacrifice that has uh, attributed to that. So um, we are grateful to be back and want to remind you about the fan listener line brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield. Give us a call, 601 366 1180. Shoot us a text 601 817 0106. Both of those are brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. www.bcbsms.com. We are in the Garner Dental Group studios and uh, we are joined as we are each first Monday of the month by Randy Watkins. Of Randy Watkins Golf Group with T to Green, Randy. It's a great evening. How you doing? I'm great, Josh. Glad to be back. Glad to see you back, man. Yeah, and listen, uh, I've spent some time on the golf course, so that's yep. a good news. I've
2: seen you on the uh, golf course now. I love that. Yes,
1: yes, that's been good news uh, as I've as I've been away. And we've talked a little bit about the courses. I had the chance to play in Dallas, and obviously your courses. And uh, man, and look, let's just start. Uh, Randy Watkins Golf Group, yep. Whisper Lake, Patrick Farms, Lake Caroline, and I played two of the three uh, within the last couple weeks, and they are. In beautiful shape.
2: Courses are great. It's it's a great time of year to, to play golf. Everybody aerify ever the greens in the first of June, and they've had time to heal. And so I think all. I mean, I hear that about every golf course right now. It is prime time for the condition that Bermuda grass is growing, and they they work in it. It's just fun to play, and it's fun for us to see folks getting out and enjoy it And they've been they're playing a lot of golf, which I'm I'm grateful for.
1: Yeah, you know when 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 I drive up uh, Stribling, and drive by 15 every yeah. day multiple times. I always look out there to see where somebody's driving is. I, I, do too. I look at that green to see where the <laughs> balls are. I do hey, too. who's tight? Who's in the water? Yep. Uh looking for the scuba gear. So so it's 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 a lot of fun and uh, we're always grateful to have Randy here with us. We spend an hour talking about golf and uh, that looks a number of different ways. We'll spend some time uh, talking about professional golf, talking about uh, Mississippi golfers. Yep. Uh, we'll also highlight a few courses. Uh, this uh, th- Tonight's show will highlight the state park courses yep. here in the state of Mississippi. Some beautiful state park courses. We'll also ask about some rules questions as well as take your calls and text. Uh, if you have anything specific that you'd want to ask Randy with regards to your golf swing to the best of his ability without yep. being able to, to see you swing a club or Absolutely. something about the dynamics of equipment, um, etc. Then we we encourage you once again to give us a call on the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi caller line 601 1180 or on the text line 601-817-0106. Uh, do also want to tell you, no matter where you're joining us, if you're on 106.3 FM here in the Jackson Market, maybe you're joining us uh, online at www.wjqsthefan.com. We appreciate you joining us. You can also find us on the uh, Listen Now radio app. Uh, radio.com. There's a number of different places. And also want to remind you that all of our shows are all uh podcast. You can find that by searching upon further review and my name on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we're gonna kick it off, Randy, and uh I want to ask you first and talk about um brushing DeChambeau and his caddy. Yep. A lot of stories in the news. Yep. You you saw the situation day before he goes off at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Yep. What is that like? What's that conversation look like? What are the 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 things that go into a decision that close to a tournament? There had to have been some type of uh, personal disagreement.
2: Yes, yeah, so, something something happened between them. I have no idea what it is, but that relationship can be tenuous. And if the guy is not getting the results he wants, a golfer pretty quick to blame anybody but himself. Mm. Bryson may take it to another level and caddying for him is no easy gig. Yeah. I don't matter of fact, I don't know what what it looks like finding another caddy for him right now, particularly in advance that the British Open is two weeks or is next week. Mm. Um it's can to can't In my day, V J Singh was that guy. You caddy for him, it's six in the morning and it's black, dark before you go home and I mean you're on your feet, you're you're picking up balls off the out of the bunkers. You're I mean, it is really, really hard work. And you gotta have a physics degree to work for him anyway, right? For Bryson, for sure. So I don't know where he's gonna find the MIT grads to, to to caddy for him. But there's no telling. But generally speaking, it's a vibe. Yeah, that it's just they're not they're not. It's it's a relationship. They're not getting along. They don't see eye to eye. They don't agree on things. Or and and the player's never wrong. You know that's just right. the way. That's just the way that's gonna be. That's that's. The personality of a of a professional golfer yeah. that they they're the boss and they're right and and you're wrong and if they don't, if you don't uh, uh, go along with that you're looking for another work so we'll see but I'll be interested to see who picks up his bag because that is not easy work.
1: You mentioned uh, VJ Singh yep. and he was always known to have a, a unquestionable work ethic as a golfer, unbelievable. But you sometimes don't parallel that to the caddy and realize that when he's out there. The caddy's out there. The caddy's out
2: there. And matter of fact, he's gotta be there before he gets there. He's he's in advance because VJ had a very specific regiment and routine. Mm. So you had to be at a certain place at a certain time and you had to you had to be organized to deal with him because he had a plan. Right. And right. the plan was it's all day. Yeah. And that means if we we we're gonna go hit some balls out of the rough, we're gonna hit fairway bunker shots, whatever he decides, and it's all day long. And so mm. that caddy It looks glamorous, but it is not. Yeah, and particularly that bag right there—that is really tough work. I don't even know if he pays well. Right. You know, I think it's one of those jobs where he pays okay, but you work really
1: extra hard to do it. That's another one that's tough to do. Talking about pay, you know, the average golfer, the novice, myself, doesn't understand how all that works. Yeah. For a caddy-player relationship. Yep. Are they paid a salary? Are they paid a percentage basis? Is everything that they earn based on the success of the player, or is it kind of a middle ground of each? Well, there's a little bit. Of, there's a little
2: bit of, of each. Okay, but the players. I mean, the caddies unionized several years back. A good bit. Of, as a matter of fact, I was around when they did it. We paid. This is not a long time ago. We paid three hundred dollars a week. Was a salary, guaranteed, and then you play. No, it was five hundred, and then it was. 5% of what you won that week went to the caddy, 10% if you won. Okay. Now, that was not guaranteed because it wasn't a union. When they unionized, those things are guaranteed. There's a minimum per week salary. Okay. And then there's a percentage of what you win if you don't win the term, which is generally 5%. And some of them might be 3% now because there's so much money. And, it, and then 10% on a win is part of it. But – there are some big name guys that have. They don't play all that much. They play fifteen or twenty events. They're on a salary, period, but bonuses on victories. Okay. So you can you can massage it some, but it basically it's a minimum salary, and I think it's a thousand
1: a week. It may be more than that now, but okay. it's, it's a minimum of a thousand a week, plus plus. And like a player, a caddy's responsible for their own expenses. That's correct. Uh, you know, That's food, correct. lodging, whatever correct. it is.
2: Now the tournaments nowadays, and we, we, we were doing it at the Viking Classic, we fed the caddies, you know, during the week, okay. lunch or breakfast, sometimes both. So they've got perks now that didn't once once they were, you know, they used to be over there under the trees waiting. Yep. Now they have their own tents and yeah. they have a refreshments and they have a place to use the restroom. It's it's better.
1: Terrific. So, Terrific. It's, so
2: the work is probably harder, but the accommodations are better.
1: You're listening to Upon Further Review here on 106.3 FM and WJQSTheFan.com. Talking with Randy Watkins here on T to Green, 6 to 7 p.m. the first Monday of every month. When we come back, we're going to talk about club demo, club fitting, golf course highlighting, rules, questions, and more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more Upon Further Review right after this.
0: Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. If you'd like to participate in the show, give us a
1: call at 601-366-1180. Welcome back in Upon Further Review. We are in the Garner Dental Group Studios. Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Visit www.lategarnerdentalgroup.com or call 601 601- 271-8710 to find one of their five metro locations or others across the state and region. Also want to mention Jerry Brewer, who is a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at Southern We are joined by Randy Watkins of Randy Watkins Golf Group. You can find them online as well. And uh, I will get you, my computer froze up on me, so I'll get you that website. What's that website, Randy?
2: Uh, www.randywatkinsgolf.com.
1: There it is, randywatkinsgolf.com. Find out member information, uh, history, courses, uh, and, uh, and all that is going on. I have played in the, uh, we were talking about, um, we just played in the four ball yep. a couple weeks back. It was a, a ton of fun, and uh, they, they have a lot of great stuff going on there. Uh, between Patrick Farms, Whisper Lake, and Lake Caroline, so uh, visit them online and find out more about all that they can do and are doing for the game of golf. Thomas, your son is a top fifty instructor he is. Uh, nationally for yes. US uh, junior kids. golfers
2: u s kids golf yep.
1: and uh, so if you have a child that 's interested in uh, picking up the game or going to another level uh, it be a great opportunity to get out there and visit with thomas and uh, and work with him to continue on. Uh, you had mentioned a local Mississippian, a young person uh, that just won the uh, state AM. Yeah, I
2: was really proud to see Cohen Trollio, who is VJ Trollio's oldest son, who made it to the semifinals of the U.S. Amateur two or three years ago, is a great, great player and even a better fine young man. Won the state amateur, shot 19 under at the Mossy Oak for four days, which is incredible golf. That golf course is a lot of challenge. I mean, you either play good or you don't. Mm. And you don't fake it around there, you have to play well to shoot it he'll be an incoming freshman at LSU this fall and I just I'm just really proud of him and and his work and his dedication his
1: real passion for golf that's awesome that's awesome congratulations to Cohen um he uh played for Andrew Howell who is the uh, transportation coordinator yeah <laughs> for Oak Hill Academy <laughs> yeah. uh you that's know hilarious. when you get a when you get a player like that yeah you just you're a high school golf yeah. coach you're not you're not no. teaching them anything. You're I mean, fetching for him. That's actually. exactly right. You You're, need
2: anything? Going? need to get
1: some shag balls. Yeah. Gonna get you it's some water. or whatever. Whatever you need. Whatever it's that looks guy. like. Easiest coaching job in the country, right no there. No doubt. Doctor <laughs> Smithers used to talk about that. Yep. uh When we would talk about Davis Riley. Yep. And uh, you know, Davis Davis was is, is still a tremendous player. Yes. Uh, top top seven or eight right now in the Corn Ferry. And speaking of the Corn Ferry, yeah. we had Chad Ramey. Yes. Won the, um, what is it, Live Maine? Uh, he did. The event up in Maine. Yep. Uh, Live and work in Maine Open. Uh, and now is third yep. on the Corn Ferry Tour Port Standings. So yep. he's having a phenomenal season. Uh, Davis Riley's eight. You mentioned um, Thornberry. Rayden Thornberry's close. Yep. And Jonathan Randolph's got some
2: work to do, but he's still got a shout out. He's still got some events left. What's important for Chad was one, the confidence of winning. And that's been building. He's mm. finished. Top five a couple of times, top ten several times. So it's been coming to him, but the higher he finishes, the higher his status on the tour will be next year. So because they go top one twenty five from the FedEx Cup, then the twenty five from the Corn Ferry. So the higher you are up there, the more tournaments you get in on the tour. So the high so he keeps building. So he's gonna get to play a lot of tournaments next year when he wants to play. Right he won't have to wait to be Drawn to play, okay? Because a term, typical tournament is 132 to 156, so
1: you—I mean—you need to be
2: as high up there as you can be.
1: So if they take the top 125 from the PGA Tour, yep. does that mean he's one? If he finishes third in the 25 from the Corn Ferry, and realistically he's number 128 from that the is, standpoint that is correct. of invites, it okay. is correct.
2: But there, there's some weird stuff okay. in there. There's some live people in there. There's there's different ex- but, ex- but, exemptions, right? But effectively, that's yeah. correct.
1: Okay. All right. Well, you, you mentioned he had a, a tie for second in the Winco Foods uh, in Portland yep. and also had a tie for third in Savannah Golf Championship. So uh, he's having a fantastic year. Love to see Mississippians out there getting it done. And certainly in the game of golf right now, uh, y- y- golf and baseball. Yes. Uh, you know, it, it's unbelievable what's National going championships
2: of both those sports for Mississippi this, well, this, you this
1: had, year. Well, yeah, you had, you had national championship championships. Uh, in, in, when it comes to baseball, not only at the collegiate level but high school, Madison Central. That's correct. Uh, Patrick Roby, also who we had on the show about a month ago, yep. uh, named National Coach of the Year. Yep. And uh, awesome, you know. And then obviously the old Miss Women's yep. National Championship. I think it's been golf. a great year for our college. Man, it's been fantastic.
2: That we're producing some great
1: athletes, which we always have. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right, I've got uh, I've got to get to a, a quick question. All right. Uh, rules question. I'll do my best. Um, no stakes. It's not uh, you have a an, an area, um, and I'm paraphrasing the question here from our texter, but uh, I'm, I'm based on there. I'm assuming I'm, I'm visualizing an area um, that is not staked for out of bounds or hazard. Okay. But it's a lost ball. Okay. So let's just say a wooded area yep. that's not staked, but yep. you cannot find your ball. Yep. Um, do you do you go back to the tee? Yep. Uh, like it was an out of bounds. Yep, it's a okay. lost
2: ball. It's a stroke and distance You okay. go back to where you played that shot from Okay, and add a shot. So
1: you would take it back and you're playing three. That's correct. It's the equivalent of, a, of, a, of an out of bounds. It's the same
2: thing. Okay, perfect,
1: yep. perfect. All right, yep. so uh, we appreciate that text. Uh, keep those coming. It's a great rules question. Yep. It's very easy on a marked situation. Yes. But on an unmarked situation sometimes, yep. uh, you know, there's some
2: – And you only have three minutes to look for it now instead of five. That, uh-huh. that rule is different
1: now. Okay. 3 minutes. So, listen, if you're out there, don't foot wedge it. Nope. Okay, no foot wedges, and if you can't find it in 3 minutes, you got to go back Book to it. the tee box and hit it. Book it. We had that happen in the in the four ball. Um yep. so my partner was lying one, I uh, believe it's number 7, par 5 at Patrick, and yes. he's a 6 iron in. Okay. Crushed his drive. Killed it. All right. But he pushes his second uh and he's probably listening by the way. into the stuff. <laughs> he pushes it into the stuff. He had to. He actually had to go back
2: yep, and hit, hit from where he, yep, cause he from find where he it. did because he could find it. Yep. So
1: uh, that was that's the that's texture. That's a great question, and we had that actually come into play and, and fortunately played played it correctly. So good, uh, for, him. good a, for him. That's a that's a great great uh, great thought there. Um, one of the questions that I get a lot, and and maybe just spend a couple minutes talking about the importance of uh, custom fitting golf clubs, yep. and let's let's uh, you know parlay this into. I know this week. Uh, at Randy Watkins Golf Group, you have a demo, I believe it's at Lake Caroline. That is correct. um, Where you have some vendors coming in. How important is that to the amateur golfer uh, to have a, or spend some time in a demo day like that, or a specific custom custom fitting environment, um, you know, either to their golf swing or their stature? It's, it's, It's actually hugely important now.
2: That's a big change in the equipment. As a matter of fact, that's made the game easier, that you can go, Get fitted by somebody that's certified to fit you for the right weight, the right length, the right loft. They can even fit you for a ball. You can even try balls and they've got track band monitors and that sort of stuff. You're actually crazy. It used to be you just bought stuff off the rack and hope they work. Yes. And what you did was you built a swing around poorly fitted equipment. Mm. Now they all fit you for your swing way, and that's a bigger, faster help than is building a bad swing around That's bad something. equipment, trying to accommodate the equipment. You don't know what you're feeling, but you just have to figure it out. And, we, and I can remember fighting through, you know, you'd go to Edwin Watson, there'd just be 50 steps on the wall, and yeah. you just the prettiest one up there is the one you bought. Yeah. And the shafts were the shafts, and the grips were the grips, and you went and played with them. You yeah. didn't know. Now you know, and you should know, and there's so much game improvement for lightweight and for perimeter weighting and for offset and the shafts now they used to take a shaft and just jam it into a head they, they were now the shafts are fit mm. to fit a head right now they, they were just guard they were just all shafts and oh we'll just jam it in there yeah now certain shafts fit certain heads and the, and the weight of this shaft works with that weight of that head there's a lot to it it's another technological advancement in Lots of stuff, but in golf, you're crazy not to. You can get fitted for a putter.
1: Is the uh, is the fitting uh, is it open to the public or it is, is that is. a members only? No, it's helping to anybody. What's the day and time of that? Uh, Gosh,
2: you caught me. I think it's Thursday, but I'm but I I'll don't get that information
1: that. for for listeners. I just but had Evan Watts is,
2: is helping with that. Okay, and, and so they can they can check in with Carrie and, and the guys at Evan Watts.
1: Before the hours over, we'll we'll get that to you. Yep. Um, uh, to where I just had a text message from actually a buddy of mine asking if that was open. So yep. we'll get that out to you uh, before it's over. But certainly uh, technology has changed the game of golf just like it has our world. Yep.
2: You and know the fitters are the fitters are trained. I mean they're they're good at it. Yeah. It's not yeah. you know, you're not getting a cart boy to fit you. You got somebody who's certified and gone to the training and done it a lot. So you're in good hands when you go get fitted now.
1: And they're using the technology where they're seeing uh, how it's coming off? They're yeah. using swing speeds, ball yep. speeds. They can prove it. Spins, to you. yes.
2: You know they got the TrackMan stuff there that that monitors spin, curve, speed, distance, everything. It's incredible. So, yeah. so it's it's you know it's 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 the real deal. Yeah, that's crazy phenomenal. not to do. Crazy not to
1: do. Yeah, that's that's a you know. So look, uh, we'll get you that information about going out to Lake Caroline if you're interested in doing that and uh, and getting fitted for some clubs uh, and and improving your game that way, as it is vital. Uh, to game improvement. We're also in our next segment going to highlight our three state park courses. Yes, you've had a hand at some point managing those to some degree. Yeah, lots
2: for lots of years. I've consulting had, them yep, with Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. And I love them. I love our park system. I like our parks. I like that agency. I like that our state has public golf courses that are nice and they're beautiful. Mm. You're playing out in the wilderness. They're good golf courses spread from Sardis to Grenada to Macomb, which I, I just am of the Wildlife Fisheries Parks Agency and our park golf courses. There's no homes. Yeah, you know, beautiful. It, they're just
1: peaceful and they're pretty and they're good golf courses. We're going to talk about Mallard Point, the Dogwoods, and Quail Hollow when we come back with more with Randy Watkins here on Upon Further Review right after this.
0: To upon further review, with your host Josh Norman
1: on WJQS, the fan. Welcome back in. Upon further review, July fifth. Thank you for joining in. Um, before we get to our course highlights, uh, Randy, we've got a text from Champ. <laughs> and, and Champ enjoys our uh, NBA coverage. Okay, he says golf is foreign to him, so he has no idea what we're talking about. But <laughs> but he listens anyway. He wants to know your pick for the NBA Finals. Who you got? Suns, Bucks, and in how many games? I'm I'm going with the Bucks. I just want them to win it over Phoenix. I just want them to win it. I just something
2: different. They haven't done it. They done it a long time. I just assumed Milwaukee win it. They hadn't been there since the
1: mid '70s. I uh, remember. I'm old enough to remember when they last were there. Champ may not be. Oh, uh, Champ is a is a is a is a basketball historian. Okay, well he'll know. He'll it. He'll know. He'll know it. But I re- actually remember it. Uh huh. I want the Bucks to win. I think they win it in five. Oh, Bucks in five. There you go. You got Randy Watkins on the record. There you go. Bucks in five for the NBA. We'll finals. We'll find out what I know about NBA. Uh, Bill, let's go ahead and get your pick too for the finals while we're doing this. Who? What's your pick, Bill Wilson, on the board?
0: Uh, well, I haven't watched any of it. <laughs> LeBron, <laughs> LeBron turned me off to basketball about a year ago. Uh, Wait
1: till you hear the judge talk about LeBron yeah. later tonight. Yeah, Bill. you ought to hear Rob J. talk about LeBron. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah, I, I bet. That's yeah, good to you. Um,
0: I think I'm gonna go with the Suns. Suns, how many games? Uh, they may go, they may get the whole thing go seven.
1: Suns and seven. You heard it from Bill. So we've got Bucks and five, Randy Watkins, Sons and Seven, Bill Wilson. I'll give you my pick. And the pick judge just went, yes! when the When the judge, uh-huh. yes, the judge right now is jumping <laughs> up and down for joy as he is a uh, resident of the Valley. Uh, let's go to Sardis, Mississippi. There you go. Mallard Point Golf Course. Yep. State Park course up there. Um, tell us what you know about Mallard Point and give us a little highlight of that course. Mallard
2: Point, uh, like, the rest of the, go- a couple of the golf course were built in the mid-'90s. I think 96 or so they opened up, and, and um, they picked a beautiful piece of land in a beautiful park on an outstanding lake. The Sardis Lake is a fantastic lake. But it just plays through the countryside. It's great. got a lot of elevation changes in it. Uh, the golf course is well-kept. Uh, a friend of mine uh, leases and operates the golf course named Greg Barkley, who also owns Kirkwood National over in Holly Springs. He's a great operator. He's done a great job with that golf course. It's just fun to play, and you just feel like you're out in nature, which is somewhere where I cut my teeth. My grandfather retired at a state park in Georgia called Mm -hmm. Hard Labor Creek, Mm -hmm. and I played in the summertime a lot with my grandfather, and I got to where I enjoyed seeing deer and waterfalls and lakes and Mm -hmm. eagles, and it was part of my love of the game, and it still is today, and I think our state parks are some of the rare courses now that you can play where there's nothing around but nature. And I think Sardis is awesome because of the views. You get some great views of the lake. It's just an, it's just Mississippi has nice state parks, and, and we, I'm very grateful that we have some nice golf courses in them, and that's one of them for sure.
1: Mallard Point is an 18-hole championship course uh, and was rated uh, one of the best places to play by Golf Digest in 2004, designed by Bob Cup. Yep. Uh, and his work also includes Old Waverly. Yes. Um. Palmetto Hall, Pumpkin Ridge, Setting Down Creek, uh, among yep. others. So, I uh, want to encourage you and listen. Reunion. Oh, he's he's part he, of the Reunion. He group.
2: did he did Reunion.
1: How about that? Yep. That's fantastic. Um. Want to encourage you? Hey, look. One of the things Randy's passionate about is obviously he owns Randy Watkins Golf Group and his own golf courses, but he's passionate about. All of the courses in the state and highlighting just the game of golf. Yeah. So we want you to get out, look, take a trip up to Sardis. Yeah. Uh, take your fishing poles. Yeah. And uh, and and a little picnic lunch. Cast a line. Play eighteen. Enjoy a day out at the state park, uh, Mallard Point. Beautiful track. Uh, can get to be a a a nice um, a nice uh, challenge there with the tips going back to seven thousand four. Yes. Uh, yards. Pretty it's, good
2: getaway. They got nice cabins there. They got great fishing. Some people go; they stay in Oxford, and then they play University Course one day and Mallard one day, or vice versa. I hear a lot about that. That's a pretty nice, you know, weekend getaway or two-day getaway for guys, or one night and play thirty-six holes over two days. Yeah, um, it's just a, and it's a, you know, very affordable, very nice place to go play. A very pleasant place to play. Well run, well taken care of for a reasonable price, out in a beautiful part of the world.
1: All right, let's go a little south down to Grenada yep, and talk about the Dogwoods. I've actually played the Dogwoods. I've not played Mallard Point. It's been a few years. Yep. But uh, tell us about the Dogwoods there in Grenada.
2: It's the newest of the of the three uh, big golf courses in the state park system. Gary Baird designed it. He's out of uh, Tennessee, did a great job. It's just a fantastic layout. It's just a, every hole sits by itself. You don't ever see another hole. You're playing through the pure forest. There's deer everywhere. The... Uh, Again, a lot of elevation changes. North Mississippi, you know, we got a lot of elevation change north of here. And so you get some, a lot of beautiful downhill views. You get a chance to see Grenada Lake a couple of times during the, uh, during the round, which I think is beautiful. It's a great, you know, it's, they say it's the number one crappie fishing lake in the country. and You know, it's just a cool place to go. It's, again, another place to a day trip or stay and play for a night or two. And, and play good golf courses. And some guys do it that way and play Grenada and, uh, and Mallard Point. They flip-flop those two right. and play for a weekend, which is really good as another affordable, yeah. nice play out there. No noise, no sound, no nothing. They treat you right. Yeah. Uh, it's just fabulous.
1: That's at Hugh White State Park yep. in Grenada, Mississippi. You're talking about a 90-minute drive from the Jackson area. Like Randy said, look, these are overnight stays. These are day trips. Um, there is a tremendous opportunity here with our state parks, not just to uh, go play golf, but to play golf, to fish, to grab a cabin, spend a weekend, just spend some time outdoors, yes. get away from the electronics, and, yep. and uh, enjoy some time. We're going to go down south with our third course to highlight, and that is Quail Hollow Golf Course, uh, and that is at Percy Quinn State Park in Macomb. Yep. Tell us about Quail Hollow.
2: Well, Quail Hollow was designed by Dr. Arthur Hills, who's one of my favorite architects. He's just a fantastic, he was a brilliant guy. And he took that piece of land and made the most, it's the most enjoyable, playable of the three, it's the, so it's the easiest. Mm. It's not, and it's still just as pretty as the others, but it's 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 the easiest in uh, difficulty factor. It also sits inside one of the best state parks in the state. Percy Quinn is a fantastic yeah. park that's well Attended, it's got lots of amenities. Great, they've got some villas there by uh, by the clubhouse where you can stay and play. Mm-hmm. Um, Macomb's got some pretty good places to eat. If you've, never been, if you've never been to the dinner bell, you've missed out. Absolutely, some good country groceries right yes. there. But I just love the place, how fun the golf course is to play. If my father was still living, he would love Quail Hollow. There's not a lot of horse carries over water. But you've got some elevation on it. You can reach right. the greens in regulation. Generally speaking, the bar threes aren't 240 yards long. But yet, still plenty of challenge. But it's another well-run um, asset in our state park system, which I think, you know, Mississippians like to get outside and be outside. And there's no reason for us to leave the state to, to, to go to other state
1: parks. we got our own, and they're, and they're very good. Yeah, no doubt about it. You can extend Quail Hollow out. About 6,750 yep. plus or minus. Yep. A little bit shorter. Yeah, exactly. Than Mallard Point and, and Dogwood. Yep. Uh, so, probably, you know, look, if you're an 18, 20 handicap, uh, probably a great spot. Yes. Quick trip down 55. You're 90 minutes south. Yep. Uh, you know, one of the great things about our state is you can really be at any of these places in, in just a, a day trip. Oh, it's a day trip easy. Or if you want to do it overnight, they've got great accommodations for it. And I hear a lot
2: of folks that go. F- play Quail Hollow and hop over to Natchez and play at Beaupre. Yeah. Uh, they, they go back and forth between Natchez and McComb, which I think is pretty cool. And, Absolutely. and Beaupre is a good golf course. And Natchez is, again, a good place to go get some eat. Go, go, go buy Mammies and get your – that chocolate pie
1: sounds like we need to take a tour of the state's restaurants with Randy Watkins <laughs> one of these eat weeks.
2: A, eat a dinner bell in Macomb and go to Mammy's and get some chocolate pie. I'll make that trip <laughs> hey,
1: <laughs> and, and have <laughs> not only not only can you find out and learn a wealth of knowledge about golf, but you're also going to learn about some great restaurants. You better believe it here Absolutely. on uh, upon further review, our tea to green edition with Randy Watkins. We've got one more segment uh to to go and and we're going to uh, uh to talk uh, a lot more golf with randy in that segment and uh and then we'll be back with you for hour two where we will uh, talk some mississippi state baseball we will talk uh some nba we will talk to the judge and he's going to throw the the coach's flag and you will not want to miss that so don't go anywhere more upon further review coming back right after this
0: easy Welcome back to Upon Further Review on WJQS The Fan. Listen to us on the web at WJQSTheFan.com.
1: Welcome back in Upon Further Review. The Garner Dental Group Studios final segment of T to Green with Randy Watkins. We are always uh, privileged to be joined by Randy. The first Monday of every month. He spends an hour with us talking golf. Uh, if you missed any of our pre- previous segments and you're just tuning in, want to remind you that you can download the podcast. Uh, you just search upon further review. Or my name, Josh Dorman, and you can get the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we have talked about caddying. uh, We've talked about club demo and fitting rules. uh, They've gotten picks for NBA uh, (laughs) finals, as well as highlighted some golf courses within our state parks here in our great state of Mississippi. And do want to give a a, a shout out to the Mississippi wildlife uh, victories and and parks for uh, the job that they do with those courses. And uh, want to encourage you to get out and play those. It's a, uh, it's a lot of fun, a uh, lot, of, lot of good times on those courses, and it supports uh, the, uh, the the state-run courses there. So uh, a lot, lot to cover, uh, haven't covered a lot. And uh, we've got one more segment here with Randy, and we're going to get to some text and calls. And so we want to encourage you, if you'd like to talk directly to Randy, you can call in at 601-366-1180, or you can text us at 601-817-0106. Uh, Those are all both brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue, www.bcbsms.com. Randy, Texter asks, when you were playing on tour, what was the average drive?
2: I think the average drive in 1984 was around 260.
1: And what is it today?
2: It's over three hundred. I saw a stat um, recently that in two thousand and one, there was two guys that averaged over three hundred yards drives, mm-hmm. and one was John Daly. And I'm not, sh- I'm not positive of the other one, but there was only two. Was it Tiger? Twenty years ago, it was Tiger. Woods. Okay. So there was only two that averaged over today. Right. There's over a 112- hundred and ten or better that average over 300.
1: And I bet you one of those is 51-year-old Phil Mickelson.
2: You bet it is. He's putting it out there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's
1: amazing how technology has changed uh, the game of golf. And and certainly, you know, that's a great question. We appreciate the text and calls. But you know what's funny about that, Josh? Let me divert for Go a ahead. second. The,
2: the, the fact that they hit it further has not necessarily reduced the scores on what they shoot on courses. Like, it's not like they now shoot 30 or 35 under par every week just because they bomb it so far. Right. It's still, you know, 8 to 20 under somewhere is going to win the tournament, which is what it's always been, mm-hmm. with few exceptions throughout the year. It could be a major. The U.S. Open could be even par or whatever. But the scores, some of that's because they've changed. The, the golf courses are conditioned differently. The greens are harder and faster. The rough is deeper and thicker. The fairways a little bit narrower. There's There's reasons for that. But the big reason is the scoring part of the game still is the most difficult and requires the most attention and is the biggest skill. Hitting it far is not the greatest skill. Lots of guys can do that, and the driving ranges of this country are littered with people who hit it over 300 yards. that can't play golf for a living. But the guy that's really good with a wedge and a putter, he can do it.
1: Yeah, I remember you talking about that uh, maybe over the last show, about, yeah. hey, if you want to change the dynamic, Uh, and actually after that show, um, you had talked about opening that front foot when you're hitting a wedge, I I put that into practice, you know, I'm trying to hit the the wedges a little bit better. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's always interesting. And one of the questions I was going to ask you as a follow-up to that is how much has, has golf course design changed due to the new lengths? Well, it's changed a lot, and it's not all been good because the, the golf courses have got
2: longer, which makes them more expensive to maintain. It's, it's more expensive to buy that much land. It's mm. more expensive to maintain it and to build it. Right. And so it's increased the cost of the game without helping the game because you're only helping a small segment because if my father was still playing, he would hit it just as far as he did at his best but not further. Right. So that's what happened is that that if you're 60 or 70 years old, you can now hit the ball as far as you did when you were 50 right? because of the equipment, but not further than you did at 20 or 30 necessarily. So I think that's been a bad thing for golf to make the golf courses longer. Everybody says, well, I want to play 77 or 800. But to be quite honest, I see very few people ever play golf from the very back tees. Like, from the championship tees on any course, it's a rare occurrence. Even good players, they play one tee up. I'm not sure. I never played golf that way in my life. I played from the very – I was taught to play one foot off the back. Mm. Like, my foot was up against the cut of the tee in the rough. Right. You play the entire golf course. You play it down, you put them out. That's how you learn how to play. Right. But that's what I loved about the game. Now, not everybody does. Yeah. But I don't think that's been – A good thing for golf because it has, but that was a real estate thing. They sold more lots, more houses. Developers got wealthier. The golf course took the hit, yeah, which has caused golf courses to fail, and the developer makes millions, yeah, because they got talked into the hottest new architect and this piece of land. We can, well, we can put eight thousand on this thing. We'll have us a championship course. We'll put these fairway bunkers in the way where they can't cheat the hole and all that sort of stuff. Well, now they've made them harder and and more difficult to maintain and more expensive. So I don't think that's always – so the art of the game, and I get people want to take a lesson because they want to hit their driver better Mm -hmm. and this, that, or other. But if you were serious about wanting to hit it better, from 150 yards in, you need to go to work, and you need somebody to work with you regularly on how to score. Yeah. And that's with eight, nine wedges putter to learn how to practice, how to work on it, how to really – find the art of the game because you can hit a ball in the fairway now with a three-wood and hit it a long way. Long way. You don't have to hit a driver every home. Mm-mm. People love to do it, but you don't have to. Yeah. And you see tour players, and they'll say it all the time. They call it less than driver. They don't yeah. call it a three-wood because it's not a wood. That's right. They'll say less than driver. Generally, that means it's a three-wood. Yeah. Or a three-wood loft. Right. It club. So, if people learn how to put it in the fairway, whatever you can put it in the fairway, learn how
1: to score, scores come down. Absolutely. Fun goes up. The – and that's, you know, the average golfer, that's the struggle. It is. It is. I, what's fun for me as an average golfer is yep. to go out and I want to hit the big stick. Yep. Uh, and I want to go chase it wherever it goes. Yep. Uh, many times it's not good, <laughs> right? Right, and, and then you're you're hundred yards in and you can't hit the green. Exactly, frustrates and, me to death. Oh man, drives me crazy. It's it's nuts, but that's the truth. It is the and, truth. And 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 you would you think about it if you could play golf like Randy said from 150 <laughs> in? Oh, and and be dynamite from that place on most courses to get to that 150 yard mark doesn't require you're driver. talking about. A a a long iron yeah. hybrid or three wood. Yes, even on a par five. Yep, you can go less than driver, get it in the fairway. Hit another one, and you're probably. And if you're 150 in, and your money from there, you you you're definitely going to see that improvement.
2: Lower scores is more fun. Yes, than hitting it far. Two out of ten times. Yes. So lower scores still the joy of the game as to how low can you shoot that day. Right. And what's the best you got? And yep. can you make that better? And you, you set these personal bests that I finally shot 85. Now I'd like to shoot 80, so you go to work on it. And, when yep. you, and then breaking 80 is a real mile, milestone. And then I can remember, well remember, I was old enough to remember, breaking 75 and now Paul became a target now. You shoot par now, boy, you want to shoot under par. Boy, yeah. once you do that, you want to shoot in the 60s. You always take another bite of that apple. And it was more – it just got more and more fun. And it got – and those scores came down as I got better with those clubs. Yeah. And the best players in the world are the best of the best of the best at that, not at driving it. Right. They don't necessarily – because of the drivers, the equipment are so good and the balls are so good – Everybody drives it pretty far and pretty straight right they're so good from 150 or 60 yards in you I mean you, you
1: wouldn't even believe it yeah yeah it's awesome. that's fantastic well look it's been a, a quick hour it's yes. always fun with Randy Randy we appreciate you joining us Thank you, John. as always you've been listening to hour one of upon further review Tita Green with Randy Watkins uh, Randy Watkins Golf Group uh, make sure you go visit them uh, at their website www.randywatkinsgolf.com. Uh, find out more about his courses and make sure you tune in with us every uh, the first Monday of every month as we as Randy joins us for Tea to Green and we talk golf, we answer your questions and more. We'll be back with hour number two of Upon Further Review right after this.
0: Upon further review with your host, Josh Norman here on WJQS, The Fan.
1: Welcome back in. Hour number two of Upon Further Review. We just uh, finished up with uh, Randy Watkins as we had Tita Green. And uh, we will start hour number two here in the... Garner Dental Group Studio. Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental offices and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. You can check out their interactive map at lategarnerdentalgroup.com or call 601-271-8710 to find one of their five metro locations or others across the state and region. also want to mention to you about Jerry Brewer. He's a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. We normally secure our first hour of the show for high school sports. Uh, obviously, the first Monday of the month is uh, now the six to seven hour is with Randy for Tita Green. And so we're going to delve into some high school sports and we're going to welcome in to the show for the first time uh, newly uh, newly what would be the word crowned head coach of Madison central basketball, Ben Gardner Bidden, How are you doing tonight? My friend, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. And, and I, you know, I would be, listen, if our boy uh, Matthew Lofton is listening, which he does some uh, you know, that's a, that's a shared uh, relationship that you and I uh, had. And, and we met uh, uh, last uh, last soccer season up there uh, on the Madison central campus. Uh, as you were doing some things for the, for the soccer group and i was calling those games and uh man i was i was very uh impressed with you then i told matthew uh, later and now you get the opportunity to uh lead the madison central varsity basketball program congratulations on that
3: thank you thank you much we're we're very very blessed and excited about this opportunity and uh again when you when you do anytime you're dealing with madison central you know you're you're dealing with excellence so we're uh looking forward to bringing this program up to that standard
1: that's fantastic man you know one of the things we talked about ben and and i want to hear a little bit about from your end uh obviously you're you're just uh uh, getting at the helm so you have a lot of things to walk through but what we talked about uh, a little bit was culture and and Mm -hmm. and our show here talks a lot about culture me as a coach and an athletic director culture is very important Uh, talk about your culture and what you want to establish as your non negotiables for the culture you wanna create at Madison Central.
3: Well, first and foremost, we always talk about the three things you control. Um and we control those things on the court, we control those things in the classroom, we control those things in the community. That's your attitude, your effort, and your execution. Um and uh those to me are prerequisites, you know. Um one thing that controls all that's your attitude. Um you gotta first walk in the door um, when you wake up in the morning, when you walk into class, no matter what you're doing, you got to make sure your attitude's checked. Um, and I've heard many people uh, – my first cousin is, is Will Hall, who just got crowned as the uh, head football coach at Southern Miss. Um, and one of the big things he says all the time is attitude is everything. Yes. Um, and it's something that uh, as I've gone through my coaching career, I've found, you know, to be true um, and as a staple for what we do. Um, and when the attitude's right, I've found your efforts follows. Um, and again, we, we, we preach also everything matters. You know, from being on time to tucking your shirt in, doing the little things, and those add up to the big things. Um, and so, when you get your effort right and your effort right in the little things, um, you're able to execute at a high level. Whether that means you know getting the X's and O's right, you know, in between the lines, or if that means you know making sure that you're doing the things in class that equate to a success. Um, and so when you get a group of guys, um, that are buying into that, and that's going to be our goal, you know, is to, again, each and every day push these things, um, because you, you know, and anybody who's ever been in sports knows culture is not an overnight thing. Um, it's not something that's walk in and you, you say, this is what we're going to be about. And then boom, it's there, you know, this is going to be a process. Um, it's going to be a thing that we have to build day after day after day, um, making sure we're pushing guys doing the right things. So. To be back, getting started and doing those things for yeah,
1: sure. No doubt, man. No doubt. Well, look as you as you take over uh, Madison Central, uh, you know, and, and you look at things from um, from just the overall. Say right now, you're in that thirty thousand foot uh, review. You're looking at it. You're saying, "Hey, this is where we are. This is where we want to go." Uh, certainly, culture is at the foundational uh, part of that. Uh, but also, you go you go to on the court. Uh, what type mm-hmm. of style? Uh, what is Ben Gardner's philosophy, basketball-wise? Uh, tell us a little bit about about who you want your team to be on the court.
3: Well, and first of foremost, I'd like, you know, say who I am um, on the court, if you had one word, it'd be intensity. Mm. Um, you know, we're going to make sure that each and every moment, and I talked about effort just a little bit ago, um, but nobody's going to outwork me, and I want the I want the players to embody that. You know, I want the players to be guys that have the thought process of, hey, look, we may not be the most athletic, we may not even be the most skilled, um, but we're going to outwork and outprepare every basketball team we step up against. Mm. Um, and so as you look at that, um, we're going to be a team that's founded in execution um, that, uh, that again, is going to play a high-level basketball that fits our personnel. Because um, the fun part about high school is that, you know, sometimes you don't pick the personnel.
1: Right, that's absolutely <laughs> so, true.
3: So as you're looking at that, you know, offensively and defensively, um, you know, obviously there's a style that I'd like to play um, and that I want to play, but sometimes that, that's altered by the people that are, you know, filling those jerseys. Um, but, uh, again, we're going to be a, a team that, again, works our tails off and, uh, again, puts in the blood, sweat, and tears, if you say, yeah, um, to uh, get her done.
1: And I want to say this about Ben as well. Uh, you know, if, if you want to know who Ben is, um, the first thing that you mention on your Twitter page is Follower of Christ. And, and for those that listen to our show, you, you know where we stand uh, from our faith, uh, from from mm-hmm. from where we come on the show, and so you know that's the biggest part of who you are, and then everything yeah. else, um, you know, certainly uh, waterfalls from there, and and we certainly appreciate that about you. When you look at yeah. 6A, uh, six a six four a excuse me six uh, a region four, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's the region you're playing in for twenty one twenty two. You've got Clinton yeah. yourselves, Germantown, and Murrah. Talk about that 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 conference because obviously if you're setting goals, I'm sure the first thing you're doing is saying, "Hey, you know, you know." From a competitive perspective, we want to win our conference. Uh, yeah. What what does that look like for you guys, and, and what kind of challenge do you have ahead of you from the standpoint of, of your conference?
3: Yeah, and that's the first benchmark. You know, ultimately, you know, if you look at overreaching uh, program goal, is to be the standard in the state of Mississippi, and it it starts right up front well, because you're looking at uh, returning state champions in the Clinton Arrows. Um, that you see twice a year, that you see in division. And so you're going to get tested early and often, and you've got a great Murrah team that's bringing a lot of talent back, um, and then a Germantown team that, again, they do a, a really good job or doing a good job of building that um, and have a have a good roster that I got to see multiple times this summer. Um, and so as you're looking at that, it's going to be a challenge for us, I and mean, we're coming off a 6-15 and 15 year. Um, and so you're looking at a, a situation to where um, – you know, I thought about going to work, um, but ultimately, got you know we're going to have to do our due diligence to put ourselves in a position to be able to compete um, with this high caliber um, talent. Um, but I really like the roster that we have. Um, I've got I, I've led by two seniors in Caleb Kent and Shane Davis, um, and then a junior who's a three-year starter. This would be his third year starting in Isaiah Spencer. Um, you know, that'll be coming off the football field, um, and so I feel good about where we are from a roster perspective. Um, and uh, being able to compete with those guys. Because um, I think a lot of people will be really surprised at Madison Central this fall um, and, and into this winter because, you know, again, they, they're going to see that record and they're going to remember what we were last year. And I really feel like we're going to be competitive um, and be able to go toe-to-toe with some of these bigger schools. And that's going to definitely be our goal.
1: You mentioned some, some players that you'll have coming from football, and that leads me to my next question. Um, yeah. How important was it to you that, that newly minted – Head football coach and athletic director Toby Columns had the confidence in you uh, to take this program over and to move it forward. Him himself coming in uh, as as a, as a as new to the Jaguar family.
3: Yeah, and I, I can't thank uh, him and both of my principals that kind of have been working with me closely, and Sean Brewer and uh, Brent Cofield, um, and just their support um, during this time. Um, but but Toby and I have spoken multiple times, and I think. Um, you know, the thing that I try to push across to him, you know, is this is not a job to me. Um, this is, this is home. These kids are my family and this program is my ministry. Um, and so as you look at this, um, it's not, it's not something that I'm just doing from nine to five every day. Mm. You know, this is something that, again, we're going to push to invest. Um, one of the things I, t- I talked to Toby a good bit about, um, was, you know, we're going to do big things. We're going to build, we're going to inspire and we're going to grow. Mm. Because um, we want to build champions, we want to inspire young men, and then we want to grow this program to where it's getting outside of the gym, and invading classrooms and invading our community. Um, and so uh, that was one thing as I laid that vision out um, that I, that he was I was really, you know, happy that he was able to see sure, that and, sure. and give me this opportunity for sure.
1: Man, that's powerful, Ben. You are a transformational coach, my friend, not transactional. You transform you transform it. athletes, yeah. not just on the floor. But in every area of their life. We're looking forward to watching you, uh, keeping track of your Jaguars this fall and winter. Good luck to you, my friend. Thanks for taking a few minutes to join us. Appreciate you. All right, yep. Ben. Have a good one. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this.
0: Dorman on WJQS The Fan.
1: Welcome back in Garner Dental Group Studios. Upon further review with Josh Dorman. Glad you're with us. If you're driving, be safe as you're coming off a 4th of July weekend and celebrating our nation's Independence Day. Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Uh, They have complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients. You can check out their interactive map at com or call 601-271-8710 to find one of their five metro locations or others across the state and region. Uh, we want to thank Ben Gardner for joining us in that previous segment. Ben's going to do a tremendous job at Madison Central uh, leading their uh, men's basketball team. And uh, we talked briefly about Toby Collins. We're hoping Toby uh, will be able to join us next week to talk about Madison Central Athletics and their football program as he is the newly minted head football coach and athletic director there. Uh, Obviously, you also heard Tim Schrammick uh, has stepped down and will be taking a position at the MHSAA at Germantown High School. He was a former defensive coordinator at Madison Central, and uh, we will keep you posted as we hear more information about who is named the new athletic director and head football coach at Germantown High School as well. Late in the game, uh, so Germantown, uh, with a challenge in front of them to uh, to get uh, a nice situation for those young people, a lot of talented football players up for that Germantown program uh, you may have missed it, but um, I think that a a uh, did somebody win a national championship bill did i did I miss something i I think maybe um somebody won a national championship I've been out for a while but uh but it seems like maybe up in Omaha something happened like that. Something did happen up there in Omaha. Something something special happened, didn't it? Oh yeah. Well I tell you very special. We've talked about baseball a lot here over the spring here on the show. And when you look at baseball in the state, it's unbelievable right now. Uh, you know, Madison Central recognized as 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 your uh through one publication national champion high school baseball team. They obviously won the state championship in six A. Uh, congrats, big time congrats to their coach, Patrick Roby, who was named the uh, 2021 National High School Baseball Coaches Association Coach of the Year. Very well deserved. Uh, Patrick joined us a few weeks back to talk about his program, does a pr- tremendous job. Uh, and then obviously, um, look, Chris Limonis and the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh, we were talking uh, off the air with with Randy and he was Giving an analogy, that thing's perfect. I mean, you know, look, if you're a golfer and you're the Mississippi State baseball program and you're comparing the two, uh, obviously they they had the driver, the big long drives at the front end with some starting pitching. Certainly in the postseason, Bedner was was spectacular, uh, but really it was 150 in. It was the middle relievers, uh, the end of the the, the of the uh, bullpen. Uh, it was uh, putting together runs, doing all the little things. Uh, to win baseball games and and that's what uh, you know helped them uh, win the first national championship in in Mississippi State uh, history, I believe. Yeah, 129 um, years. 129 years. That's that's a fantastic. That's and I've seen so many messages. I've talked to many friends that have been uh, Mississippi State alums for for many many years, and and what this meant to them and that community. Is spectacular, and and look, uh, Chris Lamontas did a tremendous job leading that program. That obviously started though years ago with Ron Polk, John Cohen continued it, uh, and now Chris at the helm. Uh, but it also, I think, you have to also uh, give a a tremendous uh, praise to just the the overall fan base of of Mississippi State. They went up, you know. Everybody talks about Duty Noble, and uh, you know it's one thing to drive to Starkville, but but let me tell you something. They took that uh, duty-noble effect to Omaha and took over Omaha. And, and I think it was 24,000-plus uh, in, in the third game. It's a record. Uh, Mississippi State has set attendance records uh, throughout the year. And so I, I think you have to tip your cap to the fan base of Mississippi State as well because I think that's one of the biggest stories here is just the support and, and I think that carries down. You know, you're seeing it carry down into the high school levels. You're seeing it carry down into uh, the travel team levels. The support that's taking place right now for baseball in our state is phenomenal. And, and, and look, a, a, a tremendous congratulations to Coach Lamonis and the entire uh, Mississippi State baseball team on, on that, uh, that national championship. I was glued to every, uh, every uh, minute of it, every inning. Uh, and I've got to be honest with you, I, I've grown up a Texas Longhorns fan. Now, obviously, I've, I've been in this state for 20 years plus now, and and have a rooting interest in in all of our state, all of our athletes. Certainly, we cover all of that here on the show. Uh, but you know, if you're asking who my school is, and Mississippi State beat the Longhorns three times this year, uh, with with two of those being in uh, Omaha, and so you know, it, it was a a phenomenal, phenomenal year. 50 wins. Think about that. 50 wins in a season. Uh, just nothing short of amazing, and so uh, certainly, certainly proud of of, of Mississippi State and uh, and what they were able to accomplish. And also, we talked about Madison Central and their national championship, uh, being crowned national champions. Uh, that was that was tremendous as well. As we move forward, you know, we're going to start highlighting a lot of uh, a lot of your 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 uh, high school uh, football seasons coming up. We're going to be talking to coaches starting next week to. Uh, to To talk about what they've got coming up for their season, some players to watch. We'll be tweeting those things out, so I want to encourage you to follow Twitter upon underscore sports uh, upon u p o n underscore sports on Twitter. Would encourage you to go out there and follow us. We're we're going to be looking at some things statewide. Uh, we'll be talking to coaches statewide, uh, both uh, public and private. Uh, there's a lot of great things I've been reading about this young man from uh, uh, MRA, the quarterback they have there that's in the class of 2024. There's a lot of people speculating not only is he going to be one of the best in the state, uh, but potentially could be in some national conversations as well from that position. So there's a lot of great stories that are taking place in our state, certainly in Germantown High School. Uh, you have uh, the Harris young man that uh, committed to um, uh, Ole Miss. You also have uh, the the running back, five-star running back, there from germantown that will be making his decision i believe he, he he mailed it down between alabama georgia and tennessee if i'm not mistaken uh so we're going to cover start uh, leading up to the football season with those high school coaches talking to them about some players to watch we've also have uh some new coaches uh a lot of things that have taken place you've got obviously have sam williams that left ridgeland went to brandon high school there's been uh, a lot of uh you know toby Collins left Northwest Rankin went to Madison Central, uh, and spots have been filled. So there's a lot of storylines heading into the upcoming football season that we'll start to prepare for uh, as we go forward. As we look into the last couple segments here, uh, we're going we're gonna to welcome in the judge. And let me tell you something, you're not going to want to miss the Coach's Challenge, good call, bad call, or any of our conversations uh, with regards to uh, multiple things, uh, but they will include uh, the Olympics, they will include the NBA. They will include uh, Otani from uh, from the Anaheim Angels, and and that's one of the coolest stories. Shohei Otani was just selected as a uh, a a, a two way All Star, and if you haven't been paying attention to that story, you're not going to want to miss when we talk about him in the last segment. Uh, Shohei Otani has been spectacular for the Anaheim Angels. Uh, He is a a pitcher as well as a designated hitter, and he is prolific at both, which is something that we haven't seen uh, in quite some time in the major leagues. He's going to be
0: in the home run derby coming up too.
1: He he said he's going to join that. It's unbelievable to think that that that, that gentleman, and, and, and here's the thing, when you think about value, he may be the most valuable baseball player Potentially in the history of the game, Mm. he was playing right field (laughs) today, two way player, and he's making $3 million a year. He designated hits, he plays right field, he pitches. He does it all for Anaheim. It's just amazing. uh, And he's phenomenal. So we're going to talk more about him. Uh, We'll also cover uh, Shikari Richardson and uh, the Olympics, as well as some uh, NBA playoffs. Certainly the judge hailing from the Valley. He is uh, excited about. uh, about what his sons are are doing, Chris Paul is having a chance to heal up. We have a local flair uh, with with Booker that uh, that is playing for the Suns. He's uh, he graduated from Moss Point High School on the coast of Mississippi, and so we have uh, we have some 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 local uh, flavor there as well that we want to uh, to uh, to look at. And so there's going to be a lot of great conversations with the judge for the last two segments. Want to remind you about Jerry Brewer. Jerry is a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Uh, he handles all different types of insurance. Whatever your needs are, you can contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. also want to remind you about Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. You can visit Blue Cross Blue Shield Mississippi, www.bcbsms.com. I'm going to get the judges' take on the NBA playoffs in the next segment. I'm going to go ahead and give you mine. We've had Randy. Randy Watkins says he's got the Bucks in five. Bill Wilson has the Suns in seven. I've got the Suns in six with the caveat of Giannis's health. That will be the big caveat. If if Giannis comes back and and is healthy. Although I will tell you that I believe that the Bucks played more fluid without Giannis. They had Middleton, they had Holiday, uh, Lopez got a lot more involved, so there's a lot of dynamics there to discuss. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to give us a call and talk the NBA playoffs with the next segment, 601- 366-1180, or you can text us, 601-817-0106. Who are your picks for the NBA Finals. Who you got? Sons, Bucks, how many games? Shoot us a text. Give us a call. We'll be back with the next segment, joined by the judge from the valley here on a pond for the review. Welcome back in to Upon Further Review, and you know what time it is. He is the only man to have his own walkout song on the show. He is the judge, Jim Judge, from the Valley of the Sun. How we doing tonight, Uncle Jim? Hey, I'm doing all right, Josh. You know, since that new NCAA
4: rule, I'm uh, looking to make some deals on my name uh and likeness uh not so much on the image but <laughs> i gotta i got a face made for radio my friend but.
1: well listen uh me too the yeah the, uh, I'll, I'll i'll go uh me three on that the uh how's that working out for you i mean it's got to be your social media presence right
4: that's right you know i'm building a following uh i don't want to get into the numbers right now you know sometimes people think i'm bragging or something but uh you know, I, I know you're building yours, too, there uh, yeah. through WJQS and uh, upon further review, so uh, I think you got it rolling down there in in the uh, central Mississippi area.
1: Boy, I tell you, we're, we're fortunate to have the opportunity to, to come have a little fun on Monday nights and hopefully light up uh, uh, lighten the day up for folks as they head home or, or on the road, whatever it is that they have in their day. We just hope to bring a, a little different. I tell you, did you listen to the interview with Ben Gardner?
4: You you know I did not get that tonight. I'm sorry to hear. I just had to pull in and uh, get get ready for you.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Well, Ben is a what happened with Ben? He's though, just yeah. a, he's a talented young uh, high school coach that was just named the head coach here at Madison Central. Uh, and, oh yeah, uh, you would love him. He's terrific. Well, look, uh, we have the coaches challenge here in this first segment, and uh, you have got your flag ready. Who are you throwing the flag on tonight?
4: Well, you know I'm I'm throwing a broader flag on. Uh, you know, in youth sports, it's become epidemic in terms of a parent's, uh, their lack of control, uh, not only of their kids, but of themselves, more importantly, and you've probably seen and most people have seen on YouTube or all the uh, parents getting, uh, I think it was the t-ball about a week ago, the six year olds and you know, the parents, uh, who were going around and over and hope the kids were mainly spared, but I mean, it was out of control. And, and my more specific flag is on the incident that just happened uh, a day or so ago. You know, it's, it's been about uh, three three weeks or so, I think, since the Suns sent uh, the Lakers fishing. And Lagon James uh, has not been in the spotlight too much. And uh, he's kind of a guy that, uh, you know, he really, uh, he's he's great and all that. But he he does seek to be the center of attention. And so I'm throwing the flag on him halting a high school and uh, his son's AAU basketball tourney game uh, and to have a, uh, basically a, a spat with the public address announcer, uh, stopping play center court. I, I imagine a lot of people have seen it. I, you know, a lot of views on that, but you know, the, the fact is that uh, parents putting themselves in the center of this. And, and again, I, I kind of, am not surprised by who was the greatest example of this. So I got to throw the flag once again on, uh Le Brick, i mean lebron lebron uh yeah
1: so, so what, what do
4: you think about that
1: well well i'm still trying to get over <laughs> Le, well, legon you know, well, legon legon james I missed
4: him, but i'm you know uh he's promoting uh, his movie whatever shazam no not shazam space uh space jam, space jam or space jelly or something like
1: that. yes Yes, he,
4: but, you he, know, Yeah, there's a guy that, you know, if anybody's ever been a guy that has to be the center, uh, make the decisions. Uh, so he's going to go and have a little uh, disagreement with a PA announcer. And, yeah. yeah, the guy probably should have been fired for what he said, that, you know, uh, his son Bronny got the call because the gymnasium was named after him. And I'm saying, why is the gymnasium named after him? You know, uh, not that it makes much difference these days, but the Bible teaches – to, to give uh, and to be charitable in anonymity yeah. and to, you know what i'm saying and yeah. uh, for your gift to flourish and prosper greatly you know so yeah. i get my hats off to people that do give in anonymity and if they draw out your irs statement and find out the, what you give then that's fine i guess but uh you know I, I like people that give in in anonymity
1: sure sure yeah certainly i i saw that and uh <laughs> it, it, you know, but you know it, it was a lebron thing to do i mean when you when you look at, at, at where we are as a society it doesn't shock you that that, that was lebron james walking up and and you never heard about you know Kobe was extremely involved in youth basketball with his daughters coming up. You never oh, yeah. heard about that kind of stuff with a guy like Kobe. You never. No. But but it is absolutely a LeBron thing to do to get upset that that a, a an announcer of the game says, hey, you got that foul call because his dad's on the name of the gym, uh, and, and he walks over. It was an overtime. They wind up losing the game ninety three to eighty nine. Which uh, you know, I guess uh, I guess money can't buy victories, but. Uh, Lagon, look, he's he's not been in the playoffs for a while. Uh, Obviously, he's probably pretty agitated about that, and so he's living that out like many parents uh, through their youth sports. And, look, parents, you've heard us talk about this. Don't be that parent. Uh, Just sit there, cheer on your kids, let them have a blast playing sports. If they're great, they're going to be great. If they're not, they're not. And it doesn't matter how much you do or say, it's not going to change it. So just enjoy it. Uh, And don't go fisticuffs on people. Otherwise, the judge will throw the flag on you, as he has Lagon, I mean, excuse me, LeBron James here tonight. So, speaking of the NBA, your sons from the Valley are facing off against the Fear the Deer Milwaukee Bucks, and uh, that starts oh, yeah. tomorrow night, Game One. Uh, what do you like about that series? And and I would imagine you have your sons taking taking that one.
4: Well, I'm certainly uh, giving them the edge. You know, first of all, home court advantage. Uh, They said, you know, during the season it wasn't going to make a difference, but I think they, whoever they is, were wrong again. uh, Obviously, the arena's been packed lately, and the Suns fans are off the hook. Uh, You know, so I I think uh, even if uh, Giannis makes a comeback, certainly he couldn't be at 100% in the dominating fashion that he can be. So that's another factor that – Thirdly, Milwaukee, uh, there are some games where they can stroke the ball, but, you know, they have more games where they have trouble uh, shooting. And I think the Suns are the opposite. They had some tough games in that Clippers series, but then they got it together in that last game, and we saw what happened, you know, 130, and they coasted in. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think the Suns are truly, they can put more points on the board, and it's going to be hard for Milwaukee to stay up with them. That, that's that's kind of the way I feel.
1: Look, you know, I, I say that from, a, from the NBA's perspective for viewership, this is a nightmare. But from the NBA's perspective of as far as an on-the-court product and the way that the game of basketball is played, this is massive because you have two teams that are built on culture, that are built on teamwork. Uh, they have superstars that are unassuming, uh, that, that just love playing the game the right way. And I'm excited about watching it. And I haven't been excited about a lot of NBA uh, this year. But, um, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a great series, a lot of great storylines. But more importantly, I think it's just going to be a lot of great basketball.
4: Oh, absolutely. And I do hope that Giannis can play. You know, that would even make it uh, greater. But, uh, you, you know, you touched upon the the, uh, the system and all. And that's what attracted me. When I was a kid, I grew up watching the Celtics, you know, and the uh, – I'm not going to say what exactly what decade, but, you know, the early Celtics teams, when they ran the Boston Weave and, you know, they, uh, they played the great defense, they blocked the ball, wrestled and kept the ball in play. I mean, it was just consummate fundamental basketball. Ball moves faster by the pass than by the dribble. And so, you know, all those things are uh, are what these teams have in exhibit. And most importantly, like you talked about the culture of building, they have built team chemistry. You know, uh, I know the Suns. Just like a, it's like a big bromance out there with these guys, and it's fun to watch. You know, it's it's uplifting to see the way they respect and yeah. love Chris Paul and Monty Williams. And then you got the Bucks. They've been building on this thing, and and even though he's like a three-point shot from getting fired. Uh, you know, they've had the best record two out of no the last three years, regular season in the NBA. And no so they've been knocking on the door, you know, Josh, they got playoff experience. So on the other side of the coin, that that could weigh in their favor as this sure. thing plays out. Sure. But you got to love uh, the team chemistry, the way they
0: for like Welcome back to Upon further Review with Josh Dorman. Call us on our caller
1: line at 601-366-1180. Welcome back in. And we we came to a hard break there, Uncle Jim. So, uh, sorry about that. But we're back. And uh, finish your thoughts there on the uh, Suns and Bucks.
4: Well, you know, I was just uh, talking about how both teams have built this culture. And with that, with these particular groups, is also – with the chemistry, I think the Suns, uh, as I mentioned before, you know they almost have a bromance there, and they love their coach. Uh, they love Chris Paul, and uh, to see the fruits of their labors is great. But the Bucks also, they've been building toward this thing for three years. And, uh, you know, it's good to see whoever comes out on top, you know, let, let the best team win. And I think the Suns can put more points on the board, so I think that, that gives them
1: the nod. Good call of the week. What's your good call for the uh, previous week?
4: Well, you, you know, uh, I, I hadn't been that, that close in terms of the sports center lately. But I tell you, in this last week or two, especially for baseball, I haven't had a real strong appetite that I have to see all the scores. And it's, But I tell you, the must-see uh, TV on ESPN has been uh, Shohei Otani, you know, of the Angels. Wow. Uh, first uh, player ever to be elected both ways, pitching and playing in the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, and uh, you know it's exciting to see also that he's going to be in the Home Run Derby. I'm I'm most excited about that. I got my I have to put my bib on to that one.
1: <laughs> Showtime, Showtani is what they call him, and I think it's one of the 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 uh, most spectacular uh, sports stories in in quite some time what he's doing on the mound and in the batter's box is, is really phenomenal.
4: To come out of Japan, you know, uh, he's, uh, I believe 27 now, but to, you know, to come out of Japan who they do love baseball, by the way. And I was, I was reading around a little bit. They developed their love for baseball after world war two, the GIs that were stationed there and whatever loved baseball at that time. It was like the biggest thing. It was the American pastime truly. And, uh, the GI's there uh, promoted some leagues and and play, loved to play baseball and they got it organized and the people just loved it and caught fire uh, and it's been a big uh, boom and they've been in that Pacific Rim League forever so great for them and they produced some uh, great MLB players here recently.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. He is a uh, he's a great story and here's the other thing. Think about value. You know, three million dollars is a lot of money. But, but to be a two-way all-star and all you're making is $3 million, uh, the Angels are getting great value for that young man.
4: That was going to be my good call uh, is that uh, the Angels have this prodigious talent for uh, $3 million to $4 million in the next two years. Yes. Uh, but then as Chris Fulton said today, he's going he to get a bag after that.
1: <laughs> a big brown bag that will include his play and his name, image, and likeness. Let's move on to the bad call of the week. What's your bad call of the week?
4: Well, you know, with the Olympics uh, coming fast upon us, and of course they are going to happen, that'll be interesting. But, you know, one of the great sprinters in the world ran into a roadblock the, uh, the other day, uh, Shikari Richardson, you know, the great uh, American sprinter, the, the, probably the most spectacular I've seen since Flojo in terms of her charisma and, and her, her overall uh, talent and, and appeal and that that she failed a a drug test screening for marijuana, so she's being uh, disqualified uh, from participating. That's that's a pretty bad call on her part. You know, uh, there's always two sides to the coin, as I say, and there's some controversy over, you know, whether marijuana should be a uh, disqualifying drug anymore. It's legal in, you know, some other countries as well as like half the states in America now have a legal recreational or medical uh, marijuana. So, uh, yeah, that that's a big loss for the American team. I really wanted to see her participate. Uh, but what what do you think about that, Josh?
1: Yeah, she had run, I, I believe it was a ten eight five with yeah. the wind helping, um, or maybe it was a ten six five with the wind uh, in in the Olympic trials. And it's very yeah. disappointing for her. You know, here's where I go with it, and, and I, I I look, I don't have a problem with there being a conversation about whether a rule should be in place or not, and there's right. a time to have those conversations. That's right. But the issue that I have is when you know that it's the rule and you still play with that fire, I, I can't really... Uh, as much as I'd love to see her run and represent the United States, I, I I can't really feel sorry for her when she knew that a she knew the rule and b she knew she was going to get tested. It's not oh, like yeah. this was like um, I mean you know look when you're running that fast they want to make sure that there's nothing else assisting you so you oh, know absolutely. you're a, you're a moving target and you know that you're going to get tested right. and to still be. Uh, You know, and again, I'm not saying that I'm not, uh, you know, arguing for or against the rule. Those are arguments that need to take place in other formats. What I'm saying is the rule was in place. You knew the rule was in place. And and I just don't um, uh, you know, I don't understand how you jeopardize something so life changing as. As, and I look, she had a lot of personal things going on. I understand those things. I understand that everybody has different moke. Uh, excuse me, uh, coping mechanisms, uh, right. and I, and so I don't fault that part of it. I, I just don't understand how how you get this close to fulfilling that dream. And she had to have been considered one of the favorites uh, to win and the gold. Of course,
4: you know uh, her. Uh Sponsorship uh, and, you know, advertising p- potential just lost millions of dollars. I mean, she was, a, you know, she was a pot of gold. No question. And, and maybe she still will be and, and get the shit back on the track. But, you know, this is very costly for her, you know, a big a big hit. But, like you said, you know, if you want to participate in the games, you got to abide by the rules, and you agree to that if you want to show up and run. So, you have that call. On using a banned substance now I will say this is race of controversy Josh uh, because a lot of and again the rules in place there's a time and a place to talk about these things but you know there's a big a bigger ruffle overall in terms of uh, the transgender participation and now you're people say wow if you want to count the number of hormones yeah. that the, you know that these athletes are taking to qualify as a woman uh, or a man Uh, and equate that to you know what i'm saying a a marijuana positive or marijuana use i mean that that's an ethical question that has to be dealt with and it's being brought up with this comparison and contrast
1: sure and i think there's a lot of conversation that takes place there Uh, a couple positives for her is uh she is only 21 years old so you would think that she'll have opportunities in the future to uh to represent her country in that particular race and another thing is her her ban was a 1 month ban it was not a performance enhancing drug and so it was only a 1 month ban which would actually uh allow her i believe if she is named to the olympic team to actually uh-huh. race in the 4 by 100 relay and right. and so if that's the case it's not all bad uh she, but 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 she was a war, she was a gold medal favorite uh in the 100 meter race and certainly disappointing for her the other thing that i hear is is a lot of people compare this to Michael Phelps, and Michael Phelps was was uh, you know had the same issue. Right. Uh, he was right. actually on video smoking marijuana. He did get a three month ban. The difference uh-huh. is it was not in a, in a in an Olympic cycle. It was not that right. close to the Olympics taking place. He served his ninety day ban, uh, just right. like she's going to serve the thirty day ban. But it was not this close, which makes her ch- making that choice even even that much uh, puzzling. Uh, as you know, it, here's the one thing I will say about her, though. To her credit, and, and what I think sponsors will take out of it, she took ownership. She didn't blame right. anybody else. Uh, right. I think that that as as a as a sports society, uh, attention to mental health, to uh, dealing with adversities that are non athletic related, uh, right. we need to continue oh, yes. to pay attention to those things. But I give her a ton of credit for taking ownership. And if I'm a sponsor, look, I, I'm sitting there going, hey, this is the kind of athlete we want because I want this redemption story that's going to take place right. four years from now.
4: And to take ownership and responsibility. And uh, then then there is redemption, and then you are given a second chance. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, no question about it. Well, the bad call, look, we're hoping that bad call turns into a good call and becomes a redemptive story for Shikari Richardson and her Olympic dreams. Once again, we appreciate you joining this week, uh Uncle Jim. There from the valley. Before we go, I got to get your pick. Who you got in the finals? How many games?
4: Okay, I, I'm going to go Suns and six. They've been rolling, and uh you know, I I think they're going to have more of these games where they're clicking. And they, you know, toward the end of the season, they they were clicking like that, and early in the playoffs. So I think you've seen those stretches, and uh, until that last game, even though they were winning these close ones, they they pulled out some of those tight games as well. And uh, I think this days off gives CP3 a chance to get his wrists set up. And uh, yeah, I, I think they're going to do it. And the fact that Giannis is questionable, I think just you know paves the way for him. So,
1: go Suns. Suns and six. I had Suns and six. Bills got Suns and seven. And Randy Watkins stands alone as he has the Bucks in five. Thanks for joining you know, us. That's uncle.
4: good. That's good. It scares me a little bit because when everybody goes on one team, you know how that usually works out. <laughs> that's true. But And Randy being in this dude, but, hey, it's, it, I'm glad somebody went with the Bucks, and, uh, you know, gives us somebody to pick on when we take them
1: out. No doubt. We'll have three games to talk about next week when we have you back on. Uh, certainly that'll be uh, a big topic of conversation as we continue to follow the NBA Finals. Uncle Jim, we appreciate you as always. We'll talk hey, to you next good week. Good to be back. Good to be back. No doubt. No doubt. That's Uncle Jim through the flag on LeBron James and really all of the overreaching parents and youth sports. He uh, His good call was showtime. Shohi Otani, what a great story as a two-way all-star. This bad call, Shikari Richardson. Uh, good news is hopefully she will represent the United States in the four by one hundred as her suspension will end uh, prior to that race. Want to remind you, download the podcast. Search upon underscore excuse me, upon further review or my name, Josh Dorman. And you can download this week's and all of the podcasts for the show. We appreciate you joining us here on a Monday night following a holiday weekend. We appreciate Bill being on the board. That's going to do it for us here upon further review. We'll be back next week from 68 p.m. Thank you for joining us and hope you have a great week.